The views and opinions reflected in any of the stories narrated are solely those of the story contributor and are not necessarily that of the Nightmare Society. This podcast features adult content, so listener discretion is highly advised. And if you or anyone you know is struggling, help is available. Please see the resources in the show notes. Hello again, Nightmare Society, and welcome to another episode of True Horror Stories. As a warning to listeners, there are some stories who feature stalking activities, so this episode may not be suited for everyone. Thank you. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. This happened to myself and a close friend. We're both 23-year-old males, and it happened just last month. We decided to go on a two-night backpacking camping trip in the Adirondack Mountains of New York. We are both very comfortable with nature and spend a lot of time camping, hunting, fishing, etc. We hiked about five miles into a small lake and set up camp on a small beach. This was not a heavily trafficked area, and we didn't expect to run into anyone. Our first night there, we were sitting around the fire, and we saw a flashlight moving on the other side of the lake around 10.30. This was fairly unusual, however, we didn't think much of it. But as time went on, this flashlight kept moving around the lake, getting closer to our campsite. We kept discussing who could possibly be wandering around the woods in the middle of the night, and we didn't particularly want an unwelcomed guest in our campsite. Once it was clear that the person or people were heading for our campsite, we moved off into the woods nearby to see who wandered up. I took a small axe with me, and he had a twenty-two rifle. Now, we weren't expecting trouble, and we certainly didn't want to make any, but we figured we might as well cover our bases. Now, the moment of truth flashlight comes near the light of our fire and it's a man he has a beard and is probably in his mid-40s the scary part was he was carrying what turned out to be a pump action shotgun he walked around the campsite a few times and then proceeded to enter our tent after rummaging around for a minute or so he came out and started yelling i know you're there why don't you come out and say hello My friend and I remained motionless under a hemlock tree about 50 yards away. That is when the man proceeded to fire his shotgun into the woods, not too far from where we were. He also swung his flashlight around several times. After what felt like hours, he grabbed my friend's backpack and a few articles of clothing we had drying off near the fire and threw them in to burn. My friend, who had trained the 22 at the man, asked me if he should shoot. I told him absolutely not, 
unless he spots us and starts to point the gun in our direction. Thankfully, the man moved off from where he had come after a little while. We waited until his flashlight was on the other side of the lake, ran out, grabbed everything we could fit in my pack, and took off. It was now around 2 or 3 a.m. We ran out the trail with flashlights and made it back to my car as the sun was coming up. We immediately went to the police department and reported it, where we also spoke with some forest rangers. And that was it. I never heard anything back from the police, but I will never forget that night. Back in March of this year, I went camping with a friend, my boyfriend, and three dogs. My friend slept in his tent with his dog, and I slept in my tent with my two dogs and my boyfriend. My friend's tent was about 30 feet away from ours, and we were camping in the North Georgia mountains off an old forest service road. We were right next to a creek. For context, I'm an experienced backpacker, and I'm familiar with the usual nighttime sounds like rustling in the leaves six-breaking, cicadas, etc. I have a lot of experience camping by myself, so it's rare that I get spooked, at least by anything other than other humans nearby, as I'm aware of the dangers of traveling solo as a woman. However, this particular night, I wake up in the middle of the night with a sense of absolute dread like I've never felt before. I check my phone and it's about 3.30 to 4 a.m., I really had to use the bathroom and was debating on whether or not I wanted to try to put my hiking boots on and venture outside to go, or just try and hold it until daylight. I didn't want to wake up the dogs because if they heard me putting on my boots, they'd likely want to go outside to the bathroom as well. I'm still in the tent, and that's when I notice it. It's almost like a hum, but not in the pleasant way where it's a tune or anything like that. It's a low-pitched hum that was reverberating throughout the campsite and the forest and through my body. It had two tones. It started with a relatively higher pitch and would switch to the relatively lower pitch after a period of time. Then it would start over without a break in the sound at all. It wasn't soft either. It felt like it was covering the entire wooded area we were in. It didn't sound like any animal, a person, a machine, or anything that I've ever heard before. At this point, I absolutely cannot hold off on a bathroom trip any longer. I quickly put on my hiking boots and quietly tell the dogs to stay put. My boyfriend is still sleeping. I unzip the tent and go outside, and the entire campsite was covered in this spooky fog. But it felt like it was my vision that was foggy, not the actual air. I couldn't see a freaking thing. The two-tone humming then got louder. I do my business maybe five feet from my tent. Sorry, there's no way I was venturing any further than that. And quickly nope the hell back into my tent and bury myself into my sleeping bag with a sweatshirt over my head to try and drown out and ignore the humming. The dogs raise their heads and growl a few times throughout this experience, but that isn't unusual for them when we're camping. I never saw any figures or lights in the woods, but I also was not looking for them and was trying to ignore the entire experience. Does anyone know what this humming could have been? 
another redditor comments on this thread. I had this happen in my home a few years back. My son and husband were both outside on our trampoline and I heard this humming sound that I could feel. Low frequency type of humming type drumming. I didn't have the TV on, no dishwasher or other household electrical things going. Then I think maybe it's outside like helicopters in the distance. I flung open our patio door. I didn't hear the humming outside. It was normal outside, which suddenly felt weird. I walked around for a second, then went back inside. When I closed the patio door, I didn't hear the humming anymore inside the house. I'd been hearing it for a good while before opening the door too. I had, at the beginning, went around the house looking for the source before going outside. I was totally stumped. About ten minutes later, maybe less, I heard my husband say to my son, What is that? Then my son said, I don't know. What is that? Then my husband says, don't say anything to your mom. Because around that time we were seeing these other things. I flung open the patio door and said to them both, Don't tell me what? Then my husband said something flew over that looked like a giant silver clam going from south to north. Then tells me it seemed see-through or cloaked. My husband said it was probably just geese, forget about it. Looked weird though, he said. We bird hunt, so I don't think there would be confusion on whether it was geese on his part, but okay. I go inside to run bathwater and I get online to see if anybody else saw something. And sure enough, somebody in a neighboring town to us posted a few minutes before I heard my husband and son sighting that a clam-shaped, cloaked, but silver-gray craft went over their house. Totally silent. I'd probably have dropped it had I not had the humming experience right before that, but I can't help but feel it's connected. This happened in my first year at uni, in Australia. I was moving out of home for the first time, and I think this made me very, very naive in this situation. I was a 20-year-old female. I found a cheap place in the city near my workplace in uni at the time. $150 per week for a room in a share house, only 20 minutes out from the CBD. It seems like an awesome deal to me. I messaged the landlord and told her I was interested. Before she gave me a time to come and inspect the place, she seemed overly interested in my ethnic background. I'm half Ethiopian, so I definitely don't look white. But when I told her I'm Australian, she suddenly became withdrawn. I thought this was strange. Maybe she thought I was lying because she had seen my profile photo on flatmates.com. So I explained my background. She seemed satisfied with my answer, and we organized a time for me to come see the room. The landlord's name was Denise. Denise showed me around and talked as if the place was already mine, which I thought was exciting. There was a main house with five bedrooms, a caravan on the side, and a granny flat behind it with three bedrooms, which is where I would be moving in. The main house and caravan were full, seven people living there, but only one of the rooms in the granny flat was occupied. It was nice enough considering, and very clean. 
A weekly cleaner was included in the rent price as well as a weekly maintenance. I didn't think to ask what that meant because I was already pretty set on moving in. I met the people who would go on to be my housemates. All of them were foreigners, mostly Chinese or South Korean, who would come to study. I still didn't find this odd. I mean, there are plenty of international students here. The door to my room had a lock on it, and I was told only myself and Denise had a key. But Denise never usually came to the house, so there was a nice level of privacy. A week after I moved in, I met the maintenance guy, Patrick. He seemed to be gardening and came over to introduce himself. Seemed nice enough. I found out he's Denise's brother, and he looked to be in his late 40s or so. I found him to be a bit awkward, but I have been raised to be polite to a fault, so I end up talking to him for a long time before going back into my room. I don't remember what we talked about, but I remember he kept saying things like I was very beautiful and describing my skin as exotic and caramel more than once. It rubbed me the wrong way. A few days later, the cleaner comes also. She is super lovely and has known Denise and Patrick for a long time. She and I had a nice chat, and for some reason she brought up that Patrick was on the autism spectrum. So to me, that explained his awkwardness, and I realized he's harmless. So I felt bad about my initial judgment of him. Next time I saw him, I came out into the kitchen and saw him standing there. This struck me as odd. One, it was in the morning, and I was in my pajamas, having just woken up. Two, he's the maintenance guy. I didn't understand why he should be inside. But I still felt bad, so I just smiled and said hello. He turned and seemed startled, but explained to me he was just taking out the trash. I saw that he had replaced the bins in the kitchen, so I was just like, oh, okay. He's just trying to be nice, I guess. But I told him he really didn't have to do that. He just kind of insisted, and I was like, uh, alright, whatever. Ended up talking to him again. Again, he seemed to have a weird fixation with me being exotic, even though I told him I was born in Australia. But mostly he was just generally asking how I was finding the place, and he reiterated that everything was super safe, and for some reason brought up the keys to the bedrooms. He said only me, Denise, and he had keys. I didn't say anything out loud, but in my head I thought, wait, since when do you have a key? But I still just kind of brushed it off. Cut to a few months later, I work about four to six days a week, casually, as well as going to university four days a week, so I'm rarely there during the day and lock my bedroom door before leaving every day. I don't remember exactly what time of the year this would have been, but I know it was colder and I hadn't used the ceiling fan in my room for a long while. I got home, unlocked my bedroom door, and the ceiling fan was on. This struck me as odd immediately. I knew I hadn't turned it on in forever. I was very, very confused and thought that I'd turned it on while leaving, maybe, and I just didn't remember. I brought it up with my roommate, and she just kind of shrugged and said, that's odd, but didn't seem weirded out by it, so I figured I was overthinking it. I kept to myself a lot and wasn't close to any of the roommates and only talked to this woman occasionally. A few weeks later, I'm leaving for work, and I have a very strange feeling while walking to the front gate of the house. For some reason, I turn around and I see Patrick, hiding behind some bushes, staring at me. As soon as he is caught, he turns and pretends to be gardening. In the moment, my mind actually went kind of blank. 
I was like, surely he wasn't watching me. All I did was frown and wonder to myself why he would stare at me like that and then pretend that he hadn't been. I come back later in the day, unlock my door, walk in, and again something is off. But this time I can't put my finger on it. I stand in my room looking around, staring at everything in the room, but I can't find anything. When I realize that I don't know what I'm looking for, I feel creeped out and leave my room and tell my roommate again that I thought someone had been in my room. This time she sat down with me and basically said she thought someone went into her room recently too. We chatted and she said that she had left her bedroom window open when she went to work and when she came home it was shut. I brought up the fan again and my roommate said maybe we should let Denise know. So I texted Denise and said something along the lines of, I think someone's been going into my room because of X and Y event and my roommate said the same thing. Denise and I exchanged a few messages, but the general response from her was just, Oh wow, that's so bizarre. Again, being super naive, young, and too polite for my own good, I assumed that I was overreacting and didn't want to seem like a bad tenant. Thankfully, it turns out Denise was more sympathetic than I realized, because she said she was going to have the locks changed the next day. I was like, yay, thank you, and assumed that would be it. But in my head, I was thinking only three people have the keys. Me, Denise, and Patrick. So if someone had been coming in, wouldn't it have been one of us three? Which is why I did not feel good when Patrick showed up the next day to change the lock himself. Being the maintenance guy at all. I ended up leaving while he did the change. I got a text later saying it was done and new keys were in the mailbox. Fast forward. I had now been at this place for nearly a year. By now, I was aware that Patrick seemed to come over about twice a week, and he always came inside the house to take out the rubbish, but never seemed to really do any maintenance work. I chalked it up to Denise giving him a job because maybe he couldn't find one elsewhere, and I tried to avoid him. As far as I remember, nothing else seemed strange until now. I come home from work again and walk into my bedroom. While I'm getting my clothes to shower, I notice something very, very strange that was definitely not there when I left. There was some whitish pale gunk kind of splattered up towards the wall and on the floor. Honestly, my first thought when I looked at it after a while was like, that looks like donut glaze or something like that. I leaned closer to it, but still didn't really register what the stuff was, only that I definitely hadn't spilled anything there at all. So again, I got creeped out, went to the kitchen to grab a chucks and wipe it up. When suddenly I was like, wait, is that semen? I really didn't know what to look for, but as soon as I had the thought, nothing could convince me otherwise. And again, my door had been locked. Only myself, Denise, and Patrick had keys. My roommate wasn't home, but I called Denise right away. She didn't answer, so instead I messaged her and said basically someone had been in my room and there was some weird stuff splattered on the wall. I wanted to see if she came to the conclusion I did. Her response this time was really off. She messaged me back hours later and was dismissive and said something like, very bizarre, the lock has been changed though. And I was like, yeah, obviously. So who do you think could have been in here? I felt so weird and grossed out that I went to a friend's place and messaged my stepdad about it. I told him everything for the first time. And I guess it sounds a lot worse all at once because his response was, hell no, you're moving out of there. 
I called Denise and told her I was going to move out if the issue wasn't taken seriously. And this is when I realized that the leasing situation at this place was dodgy, which I didn't know beforehand due to lack of experience and no sense to ask. Essentially, there was no record of me actually being a tenant, and I was kind of just sending money into this lady's bank account, but there wasn't any official paperwork. I looked back over the stuff I'd signed when initially moved in, and it was typed up by Denise, I assume. I don't remember details, but it was not official at all. Super naive on my part. So I was able to move out, ASAP. Denise didn't put up a fuss about the short notice. When I came back the next day, the stuff on the wall was gone, so I didn't have any proof of what happened. But that just kind of confirmed to me that something weird was going on with Denise and Patrick. My stepdad helped me take all my stuff. I didn't have much, and Denise just left a message and said please leave the keys on the counter. It took me a few weeks to process every creepy thing that happened throughout my stay and put it all together as a massive creep fest. My roommate left soon after. Months later, she messaged me to say one of the old housemates told her police were called to the place. I don't know why or what happened, but I suspect it wasn't because of the tenants. Patrick and Denise, let's not meet again. I live in a very quiet countryside where usually nothing is happening. I'm an 18-year-old girl who can easily walk around my hometown alone without even being scared because it is really truly safe here. Basically no crimes, so as usual me and my dog went out for a walk one evening. It was nice weather outside so I decided to go to a nearby field. I usually let my dog off her leash there so it was fun for both of us. She's a nice dog and always comes when I call her. We get to the field and everything is going really well, and nothing seems off, except I have this kind of odd feeling in my gut that I never usually have. The last time I had the same feeling was when I was 8 years old and we were driving at night with my family. I had the same feeling, then I told my parents, I feel like something's wrong, you should be careful. I said something like that. They slowed down because I was oddly serious at the moment. A minute after I said it, a deer came out of nowhere and we would have crushed it had we gone by the same speed as a minute before. We were all shocked and my mom thanked me. I still remember it like it was yesterday. However, in the field, ten years later, I get the same gut feeling. I just think, whatever, and keep going completely ignoring it. We roll around the fields in a nearby forest until the sun starts to set. I put my dog back to her leash and decide to leave from one of the tiny paths that go through a small forest. It's the quickest way to my home. It's not a popular way to go, but it's quick. As I'm walking along the path, I suddenly spot a silhouette in the end of the road, just before the forest starts. I think nothing of it at that point and just keep walking. But after just a little while, I have a strong gut feeling and stare at the silhouette for a while. It's then that I notice that the silhouette is staring at me without moving. I just think maybe they're waiting for someone, because at first the silhouette looked like a child's. But as soon as I got closer, I noticed that it was not a child. It was a grown man. 
who was having a difficult time riding a child's bicycle. It was a blue-green boy's bicycle. His legs were way too long for it and his whole body looked like he was forcing himself to ride it. It was a really unsettling sight. Still, my idiot self didn't want to turn around and have a couple of kilometers waste of time. And even though it was creepy looking, I still thought maybe he's waiting for someone that comes from my way. But every step I take, he follows me with intense expression. I'm only like 20 meters away from him when he starts to do weird jumps on his bike, smiling the ugliest and most unsettling smile I've ever seen, just staring at me with wide eyes. He kind of looks like he was expecting something and is so excited about it that he kind of needs to jump. He looks like he's in his 50s or something. Very long and thin legs and arms. Bald. And that creepy, unsettling smile. That's when my alarm bells went on. I glanced behind me and no one was there. It was just me. An 18-year-old small girl and her fluffy, definitely not a guard dog. I turn around 360 degrees and start to jog from where I came from, just in case. I glanced at him and sighed in relief when I noticed he wasn't following me or anything. I thought that maybe he wasn't waiting for me after all and called myself stupid and a scaredy cat. I was so wrong. My adrenaline starts to slow down again as I'm in the middle of the fields and I still see no sign of him following me. I let my dog off her leash again and she starts to run around. I'm nearly at the end of the field. I only have a kilometer or so of a forest part before I get to my home after the field part. When my dog spots a rabbit or deer or something interesting and flies towards it. I panic because she's never done that before and I yell for her. I yell plenty of times for her loudly and finally she comes back. I'm relieved that nothing happened to her. But as I put her leash back on, I noticed something from the corner of my eye. The freaking bald long legs is biking towards me. He's not looking at the ground when he bikes. He's staring straight at me. Freak out wasn't enough to express my feeling at the moment. I have never seen a human who looks so crazy. More than crazy. What surprised me the most was that he was biking through a field. And I can tell you that this is not an easy field to even walk through sometimes. It has muddy ponds that you need to jump over. But that psycho just biked through them. He was struggling a lot to bike there, but somehow managed to still do it. I didn't watch for another second behind me because I just started running. I ran so freaking full speed, and I have asthma, that I saw black and nearly collapsed. My lungs hurt so bad that I thought I was dying, but the adrenaline kept my blood running and my legs too. Once I glanced behind me and he was there, struggling badly to keep up his full speed on the field grounds with that ugly white smile and the way too little bike. After that I just ran like crazy until I found a house, hid in the yard, without even minding that it was in someone else's yard. It didn't matter to me in that moment at all. I waited a while, with my breathing stuck in my throat. But he didn't come. I was planning to yell as loudly as I could if he found me, but he never did. At some point, the adrenaline started leaving my system, and I left my hiding spot. I ran again until I reached an area which had multiple people in their yards, so I would have help if I saw him again. But I didn't. 
I typed 911 into my phone but couldn't bring myself to call, mostly because I had no proof and I didn't want my parents to find out because they were very overprotective, so I wouldn't probably be able to leave my house anymore. I still live with them, side note. I've been paranoid after this incident. My dog was frightened too. I guess she noticed something was really off too. I swear to God that I will always listen to my gut when it's telling me something from now on. I'm still scared of him. I've expected to randomly spot him in some area and what he could have done to me. I can't forget his awful smile. I feel like he's going to jump through my window one night and do what he wants to me. I feel paranoid and helpless and I'm still thinking about calling the police. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time. Sure.